This week's Dork Side of the Ring podcast, the place where your nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated. I am Matt Marbury, and with me at the table is Adam Tollefson. R.I.P. Road Warrior Animal. Yes. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Goddamn. We were just talking about how, since we started the podcast, there hasn't been a lot of wrestlers that passed. We, who is the last? Who Kamala? Yeah, we were talking about Kamala, yep. and now we got another one to add to the list. Yep, sixty oh. years old too. It's he looked rough. pretty good. We saw him not that long ago. Not it was that, a show a couple years ago, in Madison, right? Yeah, he was promoting a show in Madison. Uh, Sabu was on that card. Sandman. Uh, there was some Impact talent. I don't know if it was Robbie. Was it Robbie E or who was that? I feel like it's Robbie E. Yeah, so that Adam Rose, Adam Rose, yeah, there's there's some bigger names on that for a little spot show in Madison. Oh, for sure, there's a ton of them. Crazy dude, uh, it's yeah, that really sucks though. Well, as we sit down to record, it is September twenty third, two thousand and twenty, and on this day in pro wrestling history, nineteen sixty eight. WWWF world champion Bruno San Martino defeats Rocky Fitzpatrick with a backbreaker in the main event of a card at Madison Square Garden. Backbreaker a finish, huh? Hmm. Um, Fitzpatrick, I've never heard of the man, but I guess he's also known as Bob Orton Sr., grandfather of current WWE star Randy Orton. Oh, shit. So Cowboy Bob's dad. Hmm. I was thinking... uh. Nick's uncle, Nick Fitzpatrick. Was he a WCW (laughs) ref? Yes, he was. No, it was just Nick Patrick. Nick Patrick. You're right. Never mind. um, I don't remember them ever touting. Do they tout Randy Orton as a third generation WWF? I always thought they said second. Me too. Because I always feel like they they always tout The Rock as a third generation. Yeah. And I very I I don't know if I've ever heard them refer to. I'm sure someone's going to tell me I'm wrong on that, but right. You think that would be something we would hear a lot of? I f- yeah, I feel like they milk it. Maybe um, maybe senior, maybe Fitzpatrick, maybe Fitzpatrick did something bad to to the company or something. They don't talk about him. We, we don't talk about <laughs> Rocky Fitzpatrick. You're a second generation, not a third. Damn it, <laughs> your grandpa's dead to me. I'm going to go start Slither clothing line. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. 1970 championship wrestling from Florida ran Miami beach at the auditorium featuring a brass knuckles match with special guest, special guest referee, Louis Tillet. I don't know who that is, but <laughs> in that match, Jose Lothario beat the great Mephisto 1970 brass knuckles match. Yeah. I like the name. Great. Festo, yeah, that sounds awesome. Like he's like a wizard, maybe. Or... We gotta look into that guy. Yeah. 1977, Andre the Giant defeated Gorilla Monsoon in San Juan, Puerto Rico, at Roberto Clemente Stadium. However, this was not a wrestling match. It was a boxing match with Jersey Joe Walcott as the special guest referee. And I guess the match is available on the WWF's Andre the Giant DVD, which I've never, I don't think I've ever seen. No, I don't think I have either. Um, You think you don't really need a lot of those DVDs anymore because of the network, and you're probably right, but it is nice to have all that stuff. A lot of times they'll put like a, 
WWE is known for doing like these three disc sets. So it'll mm. be disc one is like uh, an hour to an hour and a half documentary. And then disc two and three will just be matches. Okay. And like, if you search hard enough for them, you could probably find them all on there, but it's super nice just to be like, Oh, I'm going to throw in this macho man DVD and whatever. True. And just the shit's all there. Especially if uh, stuff goes off the grid someday. I always worry about that. <laughs> like, what are you I like to do? have physical media. Yeah. They just had the pre-orders, I think yesterday or the day before for the new Xbox. Oh, okay. And they have two versions of it. They have like the series X and it's got, you know, more storage, more, it's basically more everything mm -hmm. and it's 499 bucks. Right. But you can get the model S or whatever and it's 299, but it's like half the storage no disc drive, which is like, wow, all your content will have to be yeah. digital. And I think Sony did that too with the PlayStation five that's coming out. But it's just like, if you think about it, if you spend $200 more on, on the better Xbox or whatever, mm -hmm. how much of that are you going to get back? Like you could, you can buy a new game, play it and then trade it in for $20 sure. or whatever. Yeah, you can't, can't do, do that, that. With, when everything's digital. That's a good point. And like you said, if you lose your, who knows what one sun flare dude and we're done <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe one sun flare we're all done so who knows true <laughs> back time you won't be Let's worrying about watching uh, don't worry about watching andre the yeah. giant dvd or your halo save <laughs> 1987 wwf taped their 12th saturday night's main event show at hershey park arena in hershey pennsylvania Ironically, that's where our retro raw is from this week. That's right. The show would air on October 3rd, earning a 9.7 rating for NBC. Raw does like a 2.0 now. Here are the results from the televised portion of the show. I really only threw a couple things on here, but um, basically what this is, is this is the show. Randy Savage defeats Intercontinental Champion Honky Tonk Man via disqualification. And then the Heart Foundation comes down, beats the crap out of Macho. Miss mm. Elizabeth runs to the back, comes out with Hogan. Oh, the start of the Mega start Powers. Start of the Mega Powers. That's today in this day. 1992, New Japan Pro Wrestling abandons the WWF Martial Arts Heavyweight title. You ever heard of that title, Adam? I have not. Me neither. The great Muda would be the final champion, having beaten Ricky Choshu for the belt on August 16th, 1992. Nice. The belt was mostly a plaything for Antonio Inoki in the 70s and 80s ah. when he would wrestle in the United States. It often went years without being defended or referred to. <laughs> I was going to say, was that in the line when he uh, went against Ali, but doubtful because it's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, maybe it was there. <laughs> I don't know. 1990. Four, after a three-year hiatus, Herb Abrams' UWF would revive itself for one final event, the UWF Blackjack Brawl, which was broadcast live on Sports Channel America, featuring commentary by Blackjack Mulligan and an apparently inebriated Abrams, <laughs> who at one point yelled, quote, let's hear it for the Jews, oh my God. end quote, in an extremely embarrassing moment. Now, all, this was jacked up on the cocaine. <laughs> this was uh, documented on that season two of Dork Dark Side <laughs> of the Ring. Um, that is a crazy, crazy thing. Like he put, 
he put so much money out there to try to get as much talent as he could on that card. Yeah. And these guys like Mick Foley's like, I'm looking around and there's like nobody in the place. Like it's so sparsely attended. Really? Is this the one where there's a, like a, every match was a schma, like somebody was running in and, and I think it definitely could have I been. I think so. This is the last show they ever ran. I think that's it. Yeah. Like he had pretty much gone full off the rails. Pardon the pun. <laughs> but like, yeah, he, he had run. I think, okay. I think this is it. Cause I think he runs, I think he was interfering in the match and then says the, Oh, wow. That line, yeah. That's insane, <laughs> dude. That's just nuts. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. 1995, Steve Austin, after being let go by WCW, made his debut appearance for Extreme Championship Wrestling at a live event in Middletown, New York. Billed as Superstar Steve Austin. And then uh, later in the show, he would do that... Uh, that promo, with right? With the Hulkamania yeah. kind of thing going on. Yeah, that was... That's pretty good, on That's... That's epic, dude. And then one year later, he is where he is in our retro raw. You know, right. so he was only there for a brief stint, but maybe even like just one set of tapings. It was not long at all. No, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was only a couple shows. 1998, Scott Norton defeats Yuji Nagata, Blue Justice, for the vacant IWGP heavyweight title in Yokohama, Japan. The title had been vacated by Masahiro Chono due to a neck injury. Big Scott Norton. I always like when there's, uh, you know, the the match for the IWGP heavyweight title on any of their pay-per-views and, like, the very start of it before they play anybody's music or anything. They, they show. just show every champion. And, yeah. and I've seen it a million times, and I'm still always like, he oh, was, there's Brock or there's, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's Scott Norton. It's right. like, I love that too. It's awesome. You it just sh- adds such prestige. It does. I like when a company sticks to their Can you imagine history. the bullshit if they had did that with WWE titles though? It'd be like just flashing all these guys and be like the Miz, yeah. David Arquette. Yes. I, I you'd see all these. Especially if like an IC yes. title or something like that. You'd be like, uh, I'd like it if they did it every time they held it too. So like keep flashing back and forth between certain guys. <laughs> it would take longer than the pay-per-view though. Totally. It goes back. Nine or 2001 WWE holds their unforgiven pay-per-view in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania highlighted by hometown hero, Kurt angle defeating Steve Austin for the WWF world heavyweight title. This was Angle's second world title win. And the show also saw, Christian defeat Edge for the Intercontinental title. I never thought I'd say that. Yeah. And Rhino defeat Yoshihiro Tajiri for the United States title. Not bad. I think Christian's the most underrated wrestler of all time. I've said it before. I have not heard that. Dude, he's a, he is. Maybe I need to pay attention more to Christian. Absolutely. Yes, you do. And then speaking of Yoshihiro Tajiri, in 2003... He defeats Rey Mysterio to win the WWE Cruiserweight title at a SmackDown taping in Philadelphia after spitting the red mist in his face and delivering that buzzsaw kick to the head. Nice. You don't want to get hit with the red mist. No, that's extra spicy. <laughs> extra <laughs> spicy. I feel like Zyla should start busting that, yeah, that red mist out. Hey, we can talk about her later on. Spicy girl. Why? Because you watched her in NXT? Yes. Perfect. Um, I love some Zia Lee talk. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah, man. It's now time for the Retro Raw Review. 
So like we said before, we are live in Hershey, Pennsylvania for this one. And as soon as the show gets underway, we see Mr. Perfect in the ring to present the Intercontinental Championship, uh, the winner of which will be determined right here tonight in the first match. They tried to add a little like prestige to the title with having Perfect out there. Like he's, as far as like the, the guys you have on your roster right now, right. he's got to be the most like, synonymous with that title for sure and then they bring in pat patterson patterson the, the referee yeah boy is he bad at it <laughs> yeah he gosh he <laughs> fucks up a couple times he's very very slow <laughs> he's so but slow. i like to see that they're trying to do something like that you know it's not just a match right and we've said it a couple times in the past uh few weeks i like that they're starting off with like the big match right up on front street so it's like you get you don't know how long this could go right or, and that's you think that's strictly just because they're they're starting to go at it with WCW at this point, yeah. I would imagine so. Um, yeah, yeah, they're they're <laughs> they're obviously trying everything they can at this point. Like, it's nice just to start with a match period, sure. Instead of somebody a ten just, minute promo. Yes, <laughs> agreed. I totally agree with you there. So, match one, it's for the vacant vacated Intercontinental Championship. It is Farouk versus Mark Marrow, the Wild Man. So as Farouk is making his way to the ring, we see something posted up in the aisleway near the entrance. What is it? Mm? The giant headstone that everybody has. Oh, a that's hard, right. That's they a all walk have like around. a really hard time walking Getting around it. Yeah. And then like poor Sonny has to walk around it and then fans are like grabbing her and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> good God, that was so stupid. Uh, You're right. That being said, um, I would love to know where that tomb, that headstone is right now. And I would want to know why it's not down here. Yes, we need <laughs> that. I, I would love to have that. Fucking rules. Yeah, so there's a tombstone hyping the Buried Alive match that will take place at the next In Your House on October 20th. That's going to pit The Undertaker versus Mankind. Um, like I said before, Pat Patterson's the referee. And because of the ECW antics from the night before, I find myself like immediately scouring... The crowd. The, the crowd. Looking and I'm for... like, I know they're not in in Philly, like we're in Hershey, but they're still they're, they're there. They're, they gotta be they there, gotta right? Be I there. kept thinking that. Um <laughs> there is one fan dressed as Hollywood Hogan. He was like uh not right dead center, he was off to the right a little bit, but Oh, I only saw the the We Can't Wrestle WCW sign. I didn't I didn't see Hollywood. Yeah, and there was a couple guys with ECW shirts in the front row. Okay. Just like, you know, they're fan they're just fans, but Right. I don't know. They were definitely repping their shit. Uh Mark Marrow, pretty impressive in this match. What did you think? Yeah, I thought he was good. Um I like that I for some reason in my head I had I had Farouk winning this thing. Oh brother, I knew the you outcome know? of this from Jump Street. Yeah. <laughs> From, I don't know why. From the minute this tournament started, I knew exactly who won it. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> I thought you brought in the new guy who took out the old Intercontinental Champion, you know, pretty much. with. Well, that's the way they spun it, you know. It makes a lot of sense, Adam. It's probably think, why they didn't go with it. Yeah, like this this blue helmet thing's for the, for the dog or the, for the birds. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's give it to the wild man. <laughs> um. A lot of Merrill's like high flying stuff was actually looking pretty crisp mm -hmm. and, and landing where he needed it to land. Yeah. He's kind of, he shit. he had, um, at the end he had like a, it was a backflip or shooting star, wasn't it? Yeah. That was his finisher. Um, halfway in, we get a phone call from Ahmed Johnson 
he's pretty easy to understand. Like there wasn't much except for when <laughs> King got that same old joke in about Jake Roberts being your, your kidney, kidney donor. donor. Yeah. You know, then he got into it with law with Lawler and it was a little bit, I'm going to take your crown. Yeah. <laughs> but up until that point, I was like, all right, he's really doing pretty good. Um, during the match Farouk hits an awesome. So, he kind of, it's one of those things where like Mero is going to do go for like the crucifix, but yep. Farouk kind of catches him. Yeah. And then Farouk climbs to the second rope, Samoan Samoan dropped. dropped. That, yeah, was that was fucking awesome. I had that down too. I definitely, definitely like that. Um, Sonny gets tossed after interfering in the match. Pulling um, on the wild man's hair. You can't do that. And then I have down here, Patterson's slowest ref of all time. <laughs> at, at <one laughs> and I've point, seen Jake Roberts work a live show somewhat <laughs> recently. <laughs> yeah, at one point they're like, uh, the ref here making it, was that an intentional slow count? Is he trying to give yes. it to him? I was like, damn, dude, that's bad if you, uh, they're, they're calling you out for being in cahoots with one of the guys because you're so slow. Right? And then uh, JR says that Diesel and Razor will be here tonight and he's going to expose Jeff Jarrett. Now this is news to us. We hadn't heard anything about exposure of Jeff Jarrett before. Yeah, because Jarrett's long gone at this point, right? Uh, I looked into it. He hadn't been in the company since losing to Ahmed Johnson for the Intercontinental title at yeah. Royal Rumble. So January. So nine months he's been yeah. gone. Yeah, okay. I guess he walked out right after that. Um, not too long after she's kicked out of there, Sonny reemerges with a purse, and she gets into it with Sable. And this allows Farouk to grab the presumably loaded purse. Oh, yeah. Immediately I go, there's a brick in there. <laughs> it's not a large purse, though. It was. It's small. But I, I remember just going, there's a brick in there. I bet you there's a brick in it. It's got to be loaded. <laughs> um, he goes to hit Mero with it. The wild man intercepts it, wallops Farouk, and then finishes him off with the wild thing, which is the in the uh, shooting, shooting star, star. press. Gets the one, two, three. Gets and new. I see I champ. See champ. Um, then he had like a weird, like after thing, like a like, promo. Yeah, it was terrible. Like he was thanking, it was kind of like Mick Foley's promo when he won the big title where he's thinking, like he's thinking Sable, he's thinking his daughter, he's thinking yeah. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very, he says motivation and inspiration. And I'm like, he's, are you already doing inspirational speeches at this time? I wonder. <laughs> He might be. I bet. Or the seeds are there. Yeah. I don't know. Obviously. <laughs> it was a wild match, Adam. I'll tell you what. I want to thank my lover. There was a nice. Sable. <laughs> Sable. Uh, there was a nice sign that said something like, uh, the wild man's going to run wild. <laughs> I don't know. There was a, there was a terribly drawn hand set, hands written. Oh yeah. It was like, um, Take a walk on the wild Outside side with the wild man, Mark Merrill. <laughs> yeah. It was like very verby. Yes. And I was like, I was thinking that fan really thought he was kicking ass when he was making it. He's like Lou Reed reference. It's going to be huge. <laughs> Hell yeah. <Sucks. laughs> it did suck. Uh, after the match, we are going to expose double J apparently. But before we do that, Doc Hendricks is backstage with the biggest group of misfit toys. The <laughs> oh, WWF has ever seen. Congratulating Mark Merrill on his title when you had like the Godwins, you had Bob, Bob Holly. Holly, you had there was one guy I didn't even recognize. I thought it was Freddie Joe Floyd. No, I recognized him. Okay, there was one another. other guy that I didn't recognize. <laughs> Freddie Joe Floyd Just was just a water there. boy. Yeah, yeah. So there, <laughs> Doc's like this party's getting this this party's crazy. 
<laughs> and they're like, they're going to be partying wild, all Doc. night. It's yeah. wild. <laughs> uh, the Double J expose comes from Vince McMahon himself. He says that Jeff Jarrett lip synced the song with my baby tonight and didn't even write it. He also says that the man that did write the song will be here on Raw next week. The real Double J. The real Double J. So we got that to look forward to. They're definitely doing a lot of foreshadowing, like trying to keep the train moving to next week. Keep the viewers watching. Yep. For sure. Next match was the Body Donnas versus the British Bulldog and Owen Hart with and Clarence Mason. That's right. New manager, new uh, champions. I got some Jim Cornette audio here in a second, so it'll it'll kind of lay it out for you. But Mason sits down for commentary, and he's got, like, the biggest smile. Like, it looks like... Uh, squints from he looks just like squints <laughs> from, from the, the sandlot lot. he's got those oversized glasses and the skinny face he's just cheesing uh, <laughs> um they do show footage of Cornette signing over the services of davy boy and owen under duress um after jose got whipped by jose letherio in under a minute the night before at the mind games pay-per-view That's right that was we we uh we watched some of that pay-per-view together over the weekend, and I was like, let's put a stopwatch on this match. Bell to bell, what do you think? That's right. And it was 57 seconds. Like, that was going to be three minutes. That was, uh, yeah, and I, that's what I did. I put the over-under at three minutes. It was way under. Way Smash under. the under, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. After the match starts, shortly after the match starts, we get to hear an ECW chant start to boil. And then Taz appears in the audience with a sign that says Sabu fears Taz. Taz. Yes. He even jumps the barricade, starts holding up the sign at ringside. JR says something about uh, a local wrestling outfit that performs in a bingo hall or here trying to make a name for themselves. <laughs> like he's burying them. And they do like you do see some officials out there trying to scurry him away. And they go to break pretty much immediately after that. Yeah. That being said, they definitely could have gotten away from showing it if they didn't want to. For sure. You know, so it's, but it still looked great. Yeah. Like it looked it like an invasion. Up, yes. So I, I thought that was fucking rad, dude. Um, uh, the show quickly goes to break. Like I said, Taz is gone when we come back. And seeing Chris Candido wrestle with Owen Hart and Davey, I'm like, dude, this guy was really good. And he... Yeah, I didn't watch the, a lot of his ECW stuff. I haven't seen it either. So all I've really been expo I've heard like you hear about how good a guy is, but yes. all I've really seen, if I'm being honest, is skip. Is skip. That's and sad. That sucks, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm like, God, he was he was just from what I can see here, he was pretty goddamn I good. I think he was in Smoky Mountain. Yeah, he too. was for sure. Possibly him even and Tammy in Calgary got their, too, or something. Don't know no. about Calgary, but possibly. Um, then we get a word from Jim Cornette backstage, um, <laughs> like while this match is going on, and it it was pretty good. It's classic corny. With the smoking guns last night. Right Are now, you standing kidding? live is the man, Mr. Mason. I think you owe an apology to. That's Jim Cornette. You better believe you owe me a stinking apology, you little peanut-headed shyster. I well, signed a piece of paper for you to represent me to sue Jose Lothario for assault and battery, and you hard swoggle me out of a tag team. What? I'm going to tell you something. You're a crook, oh. and I'm going to get you disbarred, disarmed, dismembered, and any other kind of diss I can. And I'm going to get my own revenge on Jose, because next week, right here on Raw, me and Vader are taking on Shawn Michaels and Jose Lothario in a tag team match, and I'm going to get even with Jose, and Vader's going to get Shawn, and then Claire's Mason. I'm calling some kind of journal. I'm calling some kind of bar association. I'm calling anybody I can to get even with you. 
you no good dirty right. Cornet on fire. Dude, the guy amazes me with that kind of stuff. How did I not know that hornswoggle means like hoodwinked? <laughs> like bamboozled? Or right. You, you hornswoggled me. I've heard it definitely used, but it's something that I feel like I need to use way more. Oh my God. I've <laughs> used that so much. That needs to be on the on the list of things to say. Yeah, man. All right. So right after that, Owen Hart gets a submission victory via the sharpshooter. And we go to break. But before they uh, go to the break, we get some highlights from the Mind Games pay-per-view. You get a little vignette from The Undertaker. He's walking through the cemetery. Got a shovel. Delivers a nice grave message to mankind ahead of their unsanctioned Buried Alive match. Can't sanction something like that. No. Um, As we get back to the arena, Doc Hendricks is outside of a door that clearly is marked Razor and and Diesel. Diesel. (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to go get a word. And he, he opens it and you see the back of Razor Ramon. Yep. You see the vest. You see the vest. But you something immediately vest. looks off. Like, <laughs> and then you, it, and the, then door the door gets slammed, slammed shut. shut. <laughs> and you, at this point, I'm trying to, I can't put myself back into 1996, Matt. But I feel like I had to have known. I, I feel up. like I'd have been like, wait a minute. Like. It just looked cheesy. I don't. I don't know. Or did you suspend that I realism? Because you're like, he might be here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm man. hoping. I. I. I'm gonna go with the other because I probably like was so pissed that I blocked this out of my head altogether. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a trauma. Where yeah. You're just like mm. match three is Triple H. Well, Hunter Hearst Helmsley's still here versus the Stalker. You got Steve Austin at the commentary table for the match, and he's trashing Bret Hart every step of the way. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's getting very good right before our eyes. Yeah. And what I like is there's still more to come. Like, he still doesn't have his glass break music. Right. But a lot of his, like, catchphrases. Yeah, shit, he just got the vest not too long ago. Now and, it says Austin 316 And now we're getting a lot of, that's it. the bottom line. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of bottom lines. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe too many bottom lines. Maybe too many, but... We're get, we'll get it dialed back. You gotta, you gotta, it's like the three bears, you know? I know. This, this one will be just right. That, yes, dude. We're getting there. <laughs> we know we're, we we're going to get there. That's what's awesome. Yeah. So the stalker, he's in full black and white urban camouflage. The Dudley boys were probably watching this match, and they're like, there you go, Devon. That's what we're going to wear right there. Because <laughs> I feel like they were still wearing like the uh, overalls and tie-dye in ECW. At that point, yeah. JR does reference Barry Windham. Also, later in the match, Stone Cold's like, what's the deal with Barry Windham wearing all that camouflage? I know who he is. Everyone else knows who he is. <laughs> I missed that. That's awesome. Oh, dude, it was awesome. And then I was like, is this the end for the stalker? Like, we're, now we've exposed him. It, we already know. But I he wins. Like he get, I feel like he gets at least one in-your-house pay-per-view match. Yeah, you're right. He's gotta. Yeah, you'd think. But yeah, I, I feel like they're already. Uh, I feel like they already know that he's he's done with. I don't know. Poor Triple H too, just uh, <laughs> just jobbing, jobbing and losing his lady to Perfect every week. Yeah, dude, Mister Perfect, like you said, he appears during the match. He's doing that whole thing where he's taking Hunter's ladies every match. The match is a bit back and forth. I can't wait for it to end because after this, we are getting the Jr. interview in ring with Razor and Diesel. He keeps saying, like, I wish this match would hurry up and get over with. 
If I have to, I'll just bring him out right now. Like, yeah, he's getting chippy. He's very defiant. Um, also, there was a uh, commercial break or whatever in the Superstar line. Yeah, it was stupid, though. It was and like, the, why did they attack Savio? Why did Diesel and Razor attack Savio last night? Yeah, I, th- I was like, that's a dumb one. But but we haven't seen that in a couple weeks, so it was nice just to yeah, have I was, it back. I'm just, I was just glad it was back, yeah. Uh, question with for you. Uh-huh. So the soccer Barry Windham, he wins the match. Uh, with a superplex after Hunter is distracted by Mr. Perfect. Yeah. How old do you think Barry Windham is in this match? If you had to put an age to it. I would say 38. Wow. I thought you were going to say older. I think older, but I. I That's what I'm saying. I don't. I, yeah. I know what you're saying. You're thinking you're trying to nail it. Yeah. No, don't try to be right. When you looked at the match. Oh, 45. Thank you. <laughs> He's 36. Really? Yes. Yeah, I didn't want you to try because you knew where I was going with that. Right. I, I He's had younger, to be, younger I had than to be you thought. Real, yes. No, I wanted it's, what you looked at it and oh, what you thought. Jesus, man. The, the four hor- if you're in the four horsemen, you automatically age. Well, unless you're the enforcer. Yeah, then you were that age guy, when you were 12. Then he was already there. 40 when he started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he's 36 at the time of that. And if you put that in perspective, I think AJ Styles is 41 now. Right. Yeah. Or the maybe even 42. Different I don't know. road, dude. You yeah, know. that just shows you what uh, just, hard living can yes. do. Yes. Pick up a joystick and play some fucking PS5 or whatever instead of uh, whatever those guys were, you know. It's crazy. <laughs> occupying so, their time with. With this, um, like you said, JR's agitated the whole match because he wants to get in there and have his interview. He wants to prove to everybody that he hasn't been a hoodwinker. He hasn't been hoodwinking. Um, so he hops in the ring immediately when the match is over. And then Kevin Kelly immediately throws to a, like, a, a mankind vignette. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. In the same cemetery that The Undertaker was. Totally. And they they actually did reference it at the end, but I thought they were trying to play it off. No. But I was like, no, that's the same headstone. Yes. I saw it. Because they were like looking for him. But then, of. yeah, they're yes. like, right here is where he says he's going to bury you or that's whatever. Right. Um, and then they go to commercial. Or no, they don't. They go to the, they finish the vignette. They go back to the ring to JR. And he's like, well, good. Can I finally get this yeah, thing going? Yeah, he's pissed. And then about seven seconds <laughs> after he starts in again, they go to break and he's like, we're no, we don't, we're not going to commercial now. And he's, he's like yelling outside of the ring. Like he's mad that I completely forgot all about this part. Really? Yeah. And then as soon as he starts, yes. when it finally Are does you, get to him, I remember, I'm like, I do remember this. I didn't remember it either. I didn't remember um, the way the, so the whole way it goes down is it's like Jim Ross is mad at WWF. Yes. And he cuts a scathing promo it's like the whole good. time. Yeah. And he even talks about it instead of like the, uh, what do they say? Um, the worldwide leader. He calls it the wrecking lives leader in sports <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Um, he calls out the owner and he's like, you all know who I'm talking about. Vince McMahon. Like, and I think they probably went this route because Nitro has probably already exposed that. Right. Like, I don't think they would have done this had, had, had Bischoff not been like talking shit or whatever. Totally. So now we're going to make it part of the angle. Um, but dude, Jr. fucking calls out Vince for the, like the steroid indictment. 
Um, tells a story about how when he got Bell's palsy, they yeah. canned his ass. You think I like not being open in my left eye and shit like that? Dude. Or, or I was the best play-by-play man. I leave a place that... Did he say something about like they own the Atlanta Falcons? Yes. And then goes... Well, he was working play-by-play for the Falcons oh, okay. to come to the I WWF. Mixed up. But yeah, he was saying, I was working, I had, I had a great job in Atlanta. And then he says... Basically said he outshined Vince. Yes. And then was not on TV anymore. And then says, and then when I show up finally, or when I get to the WWE or F, they put me in a goddamn toga sheet and yeah. say, you know, like right. bringing up WrestleMania nine. Right. I liked it. Which if they, if he was the only one in a toga, then the ribs on him, but everybody, Bobby Heenan was riding backwards on a camel the ringside for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but that was his palace. Like that was the, it was the theme JR, but no, his biggest gripe was like that after he got that bout first bout of Bell's palsy, they, they canned him and right. then, then brought him back. And then during the indictment, they needed somebody on Ross. They brought him back. And then once that all went fine, they fired him again. So this is like his third stint in the company. True. Um, and then he finally brings out one of our favorites, Adam. You hear the music and it is Rick Bogner. <laughs> <laughs> As Razor Ramon. Right. I love how they did this though. They had the camera in like, uh, so they play the music and then like, just as you start to see the curtain open, they go to the wide shot of the arena. Yeah. And you can just see them like doing the, the tiniest thing on your fucking screen. <laughs> and, and you can be like, Oh, that's razor. The mannerisms are there. <laughs> and the crowd mega pops for like four seconds. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's just like a hush. Like you, they found out really fast that it wasn't uh, Scott Hall, right? <laughs> I and, just, they, and they go, so is this Jr.'s doing? Yes, you that's what, what I mean? I'm taking like, it as. So as, am I. As like, this is Jim Ross being it, like this is a you want your character? Here's your character, or yes. something like that. Because immediately, you know, the announcer's like, "Oh, that's that's not well. It's not." The Razor Ramon re-remember or something like, like that. And they're like, he looks a little big. Yeah, yeah, he looks bigger. <laughs> um, but no, Rick Bogner, like we said, he worked as Rick Titan most places. And he was part of like that uh, Calgary crew. That's right. With Jericho and stuff. So he's actually legit. a legit wrestler that never really had a break in the WWF. But um, now he's known for being the fake. Yeah, but in my <laughs> head, when I know this fake stuff's coming... I thought it was like WWF was really trying to portray the fact that these guys were like I, in my head when I'm a kid, I don't think I don't realize that they, that, that we knew that it wasn't them or like, yeah, they, that, that's what I'm saying with that, JR too. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was like, Oh, I thought they just try to pull the wool pull, over. Our yes. Eyes. Yes. That's not the case. It it's, isn't. It's, it's part of the angle. And that makes it way better. To it me. does. It helps. So it's, yes, it absolutely helps. So as soon as he's out, he's doing the old, hey, Chico, or whatever. He says, like, four <laughs> words, and all of a sudden, Savio Vega jumps on him. Yeah, and that's... We don't even get to see Diesel. No, as promised. Nope. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just... It's like JR got one over on the WWF. Yes. He got one over on Vince. He Which, got one over on the fans. And that would make sense with Gorilla not knowing that. Yes. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I... And do you think that maybe all together, they're like, well, let's do it this way at the angle... And if the fans don't give a shit that it's not them, that's eh, a bonus. We'll we'll go with that. Like sure, you, they you had could, to know though. You got it. Yeah, you'd think. But 
yeah, I'm, I'm sure if I know Vince, there was some little part of him was probably like, well, who knows, pal? Can you imagine <laughs> that we could just make up guys all yeah. the time and just switch the gimmicks? Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. But the way the gear looked, um, the gear didn't look quite right and stuff. I feel like, I feel like they knew it was just, uh, an imposter kind of gimmick. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> People have said though that that guy did a great job. What was his name again? Rick Bogner. Yeah, that that Bogner did a really good. Like he had a really good impression. I yeah, think Pritchard said that. Or yeah, something. like he like studied that shit. Supposed to Diesel like uh, Glenn. <laughs> Glenn. Uh, so yeah, that's how Raw goes off the air. Savio Vega gets in, jumps on quote Razor Ramon, and so yeah, next week uh, on the Retro Raw review, we will take a look at the September thirtieth. 1996 episode of Monday Night Raw. So check that out on the network or wherever you want to do that. Do you want to know why Savio or um, why uh, Savio got jumped? Oh, you hit uh, option six on the line? Yeah. Okay, why? It was out of order. I, I, I couldn't get the line no longer active. Yeah. Did you really try? No. Because I bet it goes to like a porno site now. It's a 900 number. Don't they all go to porn sites now? I don't think they have those anymore. They gotta. Well, I guess I got some homework. <laughs> Yes, you do. Yes, you do. We are for sure going to see Razor versus Savio, and we'll probably get an in-ring um, from Diesel finally, I'm hoping. Hell yeah. There's Rick Bogner. Next up, it's time to go into the dorkness. It's a news segment. It's the part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. You let off the show with Adam. Rest in peace. Road Warrior Animal, a.k.a. Joe Laurinaitis, passed away late last night at a resort in Osage Beach, Missouri. That's according to TMZ. Uh, I didn't get any further details I haven't as either. of the uh, recording of this. I checked on it about an hour or so before we sat down. We said a couple of things, you know, our thoughts about it. Like, just we, we'd seen him a few times, always seemed like a good dude. He put on that show in Madison recently. I say yep. recently, but it's probably been two years. I now. think two years. Yep. I don't know, but that was, that was good, good stuff. Um, I don't, a lot of the stuff I saw from road warriors, it was, mm -hmm. I knew him more as Legion of doom because I was right. a WWF guy. Yeah, so we're eighties kids. So a lot of the stuff, you know, they're probably, if you were to look up most of their, you know, classics and i don't even know if pro wrestling is such like a subjective art form that i can't say they weren't good wrestlers but at the same time i feel like it was more about their character their promo their look yeah and they would just come in and just overpower everybody and i, I don't feel like they ever had you know these long classic matches or anything sure. like that but that wasn't their bag that's no. not what they were asked they to do. show up and kick ass because they're bigger than you and right. they have fucking spikes coming out of their shoulder pads right <laughs> so know? to say that they're not great wrestlers is not that's not what i'm saying don't no. get me wrong no, no, there's no. just no way but um they might have the best uh attire uh tag team finisher 
Yeah, the Doomsday device. Yeah. Crazy good. Also, did you know what they used to, when they like first started, what they would come out to? Or, or I don't know, maybe it was, maybe not right away, but. Licensed music is what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay, what? Iron Man. Oh, yeah. So I saw somebody tweet that like, so that it would start with the I am Iron Man. Sure. The crowd would, would pop for that. Then they'd pop when the riff started. Then they'd pop again when they actually came out. So it like God would go off. <laughs> yeah. Well, even their song for, you know, the WWF LOD song is very Iron Man. Totally. Kind of reminiscent. Yeah. Now you say that. Jim Johnson, the guy that does all that music or did was very good about like that. They would ask like Stone Cold's been like, you know, he asked me kind of what I want my music to sound like. And I was like, Rage Against the Machine, Bulls on Parade. And if you know that and then you hear Austin's song, you're like, oh, I totally can. Now I can hear it. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like I was starting to say is most of their, their best work is probably mid eighties, early nineties, WCW that I didn't see a whole lot of. And I mean, I could go back and watch it now, but I just, I don't have time to keep up with. And, and people will say, well, fuck this current stuff. You should go back and watch that. Cause it's way better. True. And I'm not, I'm not arguing that or their AWA stuff too. Who knows? Um, but they like the stuff that I remember most SummerSlam matches with uh, SummerSlam 91 with the nasty, nasty boys. boys yeah. They had that like, uh, it, it wasn't a false count anywhere, but it was basically like they could fucking use any weapons they wanted. Yeah. Um, they won the titles there. I remember SummerSlam 92, and that match wasn't even that great, and that's the one where Hawk was all fucked up in Wembley oh, Stadium. And they came out on the, like, the motorcycles. Yes, with the gold shoulder the, pads. That and like, awesome. That's just seared into my brain. Your head, yes. So like, I automatically go to that, and I'm like, and I bet if I bet either one of those guys would be like, that's not even close to the best match we ever had. Sure. But it's the most thing. It's the thing I remember the most. Yes. And then they had a really awesome you know, when they came back to the WWF in 97, um, they were in that Canadian Stampede match yep. with the Hart Foundation. Yeah, that's right. That paper, that whole pay-per-view top to bottom is awesome. And that big 10-man tag, and you know I usually don't like giant multi-man tags or mm -hmm. whatever, but they were involved in that match. Um, it was a real hodgepodge of... WWF guys versus the Hart Foundation guys. Right. So it was like LOD, um, Gold Dust, <laughs> Steve Austin, and I think The Undertaker. I think okay. that was their five against like. I got to watch that one again. Oh, dude, that's that pay per view rules. Um, but I remember. So those are like the three matches that I, uh, I definitely go back to in my head when I think about the Legion of Doom. They amassed a crazy amount of tag team championships. Um, like you said, AWA, um, I think they're like five time NWA champs, both in Georgia championship wrestling and mid Atlantic, um, WCW, WWF, and probably like a million other Indies, you know, as you go, right. As you go throughout, um, never I do, an ECW, are they? I don't believe so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. Um, a quick update on sort of a road warrior figure. Um, Mattel's Bill McKenna tweeted an image of the upcoming Paul Ellering elite. That's the, uh, remember we, sh they saw it at, uh, In the comic -Con. comic con and it came with Rocco, the puppet or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's going to be the build a figure in the WrestleMania set. That's going to come out probably next spring, you know, right around WrestleMania season. So this year it was the referee dangerous Danny Davis. Oh yeah. Which I still want. Um, but I don't want to buy. 
you know, $80 worth of figures I don't need to get, to get it. them. So then I'll even go on eBay and he still sells for like 45 or 50. So every once in a while in my figure groups, I'll put it out there like, Hey, anybody got any uh, Danny Davis body parts? parts they're not wanting you. Just thinking like <laughs> you can over time, I can them. just mass yeah. it. <laughs> and I do get bites on it every once in a while, but they always people always go to eBay and they're like, 30 bucks for the legs and torso. And I'm like, motherfucker, I get the whole thing for 45. Are you ever gonna do anything with that? Like right. I'm You're trying just gonna to like, have the one arm. Yeah, fucker. I know. It's fucking <laughs> bullshit. Savages. <laughs> uh a little update from last week. We talked about those two packs that I could not remember the name of. Yeah, what was it? It annoyed the shit out of me, dude. They're called WWE Showdown two oh, packs, okay. as opposed to the battle packs. And as a reminder, series one and two, they're available to pre-order right now at Ringside Collectibles. They got an estimated ship date of mid-October, and they range in price from like twenty-five to thirty. So Ringside does that a lot of times when they get like, say, Elite seventy-seven gets up for pre-order. They know that certain figures are going to be more sought after. Sure. So like right off the bat, like the Fiend was, you know, $8 more than Randy Orton or okay. you know, whoever, whoever. whoever, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, so they always tend to, they tend to gauge interest and then price a little bit higher on the ones that they think are going to sell. They got to make their money. I yeah, get it. And that's how I knew. I still haven't seen any of those AEW chases pop up on their website. Yeah. But that's how I knew that they weren't going to just like randomly send those out. Like that's not going to happen. The one that went out was a mistake. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, speaking of ringside, they do have a Halloween sale going on right now. There's like hundreds of items on sale, including some basics that started at only five bucks and elites starting at only 10 bucks. I will say though, that if you hold off a little bit, their black Friday sales are usually like kick ass primo All right. two years ago. Their Black Friday sale was just fucking awesome. And then last year it was a little bit lacking, but still pretty good. They heard a lot of shit about it. So I think that maybe they'll step up their game again this year. I don't know. Okay. But they used to have the wrestling figure collectible game has come up so much recently that, and I mean, in popularity come up, um, there used, used to be able to go on ringside and like, you might see like a, an elite series 58, you know, figure or whatever that just has was been just randomly there, there forever. You could go back and there would be a lot of those. And now it's like almost everything is the last couple series. They, they sell out of them it's and they all just spoken don't have, for. Yeah, they don't yeah. have anymore. But I remember going on there and seeing like, you know, 20 series ago figures and, and pretty cheap. No shit. Like, yeah. And I don't know. They're just, they're, they're all dried up now, but it was, it was pretty plentiful there for a while. And they got their stands back. Those were out of stock for a while. I always use the clear stands in the Detolf cases. Oh, okay. Which is why I have all those fucking elites over there still in the box. Because I'm like, I'm not going to put them all in there, have them either A, fall over, or B, have to pull them all back out, put oh, a stand on them, and put them back in. Gotcha. So I've just been amassing like an army yeah, I of thought boxes those were all over there. Trade, uh, I thought that was all trade bait or something. No, <laughs> no, sir. Those are Most of those are all going in that case, but I just I they, those stands have been on back order, like so many things from the whole COVID shit. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to talk to you about display case stuff. This Chris Hero uh, micro brawler really... Put you over the top? <laughs> well, yeah, because the way I got it set up is I just have like a shelf, you know. Sure. It's nothing nice. But um, I have the micro brothers on top, and they're just kind of hanging out 
on like a ledge above a shelf. And <laughs> I did a domino effect thing oh, yeah. with Chris Hero and his goddamn elbow. His elbow is, is leaning. So like it fell once and I took out a couple guys and to reset. And then I think on the third try, like had wiped out two shells. Yeah. One of my demolition guys doesn't sit very yeah. well. In there. So what I've got the micro brawlers in is actually Ian Riccoboni. Um, he's the one that smartened me up to these nail polish racks. Is yes, what they are. that's right. So if you go on Amazon and type in like acrylic nail polish rack, there's like a bunch of these those are in all different sizes and they work fucking phenomenal. Yes, yeah, so I got to get one of those. Um, okay. New arrivals. You got any news or no? Uh, no, I have, um, my collection. I got demolition crush. Nice. Hasbro. Mm -hmm. Yep. What we're talking about. Um, so what's your count now? Do you happen to know or what do you want off the top of my head? I'm keep, I keep looking at them and they are starting to come down. I keep stabbing away. Yeah. They, they kind of went and peaked, I think. And now things are starting to come back down where I'm like getting itchy to grab a couple more. But you're right, man. Some of those guys just, they just, yeah, that like whatever that's, there's a couple series where it's like, good luck. Yeah, like, the, the last series, series 11 or whatever. The one before like, that's pretty like the nails and crush. Yes. And, uh, yep. Those are all up there. Yeah. Even some of the more like Razor's been re-released the 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 red trunk razor right or that vest. or that Shawn Michaels not I'm not talking about the black pant Shawn Michaels no the right just one. the normal both of those are very very yeah, high dollars they're it's up crazy there. well you mentioned the Chris Hero micro brawler so that was in the pro wrestling crate yes which you and I both got there was a Good Brothers pin. I thought was okay. I liked it. Ripley's getting a new bandana. Oh, the ultimate warrior bandana. I knew that was going to be a good choice over at your place. Um, so it says the Chris hero micro brawler was another one of those variant ones. Oh, really? On the card here. Oh, I see. I never read the card because it does a spoiler. And I'm like, oh, right. I'll I always flip this. it over afterwards to be like, did they fuck me over? They short me anything? Yes. <laughs> um, there was a Roddy Piper uh, shirt. An Orange Cassidy shirt. There was a comic book from the Major Brothers. So this was the microbrawler I got. Uh, it's like almost like Kota Ibushi looking gear. Is that the one you got? Yes. Okay. I wonder what the variant looks like. We'll have to check into that. I do want to double check, but I think so. I wonder what... We could probably go on eBay as soon as the show is over and figure that out. Um, so that was that. What else did I get? Um, I did get a package from High Spots. I remember last week I was telling you like yeah, I'm missing this order. Really, yeah. So I, I messaged her and she's like, uh, not sure what happened, but I'm going to get it out right now. Here's tracking. And then the next day. So they, they, they swarm in, but then Drew comes out with the raw locker room and then it's everybody against everybody. It's a big fight, you know, and then. Randy sneaks in there and hits Drew the RKO out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Oh, because they're they're uh, wrestling this week, right? Yeah, the Clash of the Champions. Okay, is Keith Lee involved in that at all, or no? In the Clash? Yeah, no, not that okay. I know of. Okay. All right. So the last thing that I kind of paid attention to and watched most of, actually, I did. I'll tell you in a second. Okay, G One Climax New Japan Pro Wrestling. I watched the first two nights. Yes. The the best matches, in my opinion, night one, you knew it. Minoru Suzuki versus uh, Ishii. Ishii was going to be a fucking barn burner. I had a guy, Deathmatch Jake at work. Deathmatch, yes. He's uh, he's definitely into the 
Japan shit. And we were talking about this match and he's like, do you have any idea how they do it? And I'm like, how they do what? And he's like, beat the shit out of each other. I'm like, I, Jake, I think they're just beating the shit out of each other. He goes, it gives it that really good slap. Every, you think they're like slapping their chest or, and I'm like, they're definitely could, you know, kind of like the, the thigh the, slap, the, with the super yeah. kick kind of thing. I'm like, there may be something like that to, you know, accentuate the noise. But these guys are beating the shit out of each other. That's like they just, are. That's yes. You can and, just see it, and that's what they've always done. That's hence that strong style, dude. Yes, where they just dude. they just take it. They're disciplined, and and then Jay White versus Shingo Takagi was also very good. I love that. And I was also talking to when I talked to Jake. It was I'd only seen night one. Okay, and I was like Jay White you're cause he had seen it before me the night before. And I'm like, you're right. That was probably the second best match on the card. And that's coming from a guy that does not like Jay white. Yeah. And he's like, dude, I've been hearing that a lot lately. And I'm like, I don't know what it is with the guy, but I just never quite can get behind Jay white. Even as a heel, I don't, I get it. You're not supposed to like him, but just something just doesn't do it for me with Jay. White. I was like that when he wasn't in a heel. Yeah. He's like better. A, no, yes. he's better. Now Maybe gotta, it's because fucking uh, Gato has to interfere all the goddamn time on his yeah, behalf. Yeah. That sits, sits wrong with me. Um, night uh, night two, it was Naito versus Tanahashi in the main event. That match was freaking awesome. That's, it was our, like, that's our Matt right now. Pr- it's like a half an hour. Yeah, I'm, buckle I'm, in. I'm like 20 minutes in. It's freaking <laughs> good. Um, so then you did get to see Yano tape Sonata's leg to Yui Mura. To the young boy. Yeah, yeah to get the count out win. Um, it was totally very Yano, and I loved that. Yeah, he got it. I like he was trying to, before that, he was trying to trick him to get up, get yes. him out there anyway. Yes, <laughs> and so then he had to run in because he was at 17 or something. And what I like is like, yes, we get Minoru Suzuki versus Ishii, but there's room for a Yano match. And if you know it's a Yano match, you're like expecting it. Like you expect him to go for the turnbuckle to undo it. You expect him to kick a guy in the nuts. I did not expect him to tape tape his opponent to another man. No, that was was new. It was great. But guess what? It worked. Yeah, it totally did. Um, Juice Robinson versus Yoshihashi was very good. I don't like him with his fresh face, dude. It's clean Robinson. shaved. He looks weird. He does. He looks weird to he me. He does. But um, yeah, it was good though. I do. I think I talk a lot of shit about Juice Robinson. By the way, he was the eight by ten in the uh, in the pro That's wrestling right, against Cody. But I found that without David Finley, I like Juice Robinson. Oh yeah. I don't think I like Finn David Juice. Finley. Yeah. Wasn't that their name? Finn Juice. That's yeah. Terrible. Name. I like, I, and the more I think about it, the more I actually do like Juice Robinson, but don't like David Finley. I don't know. Um, now, when I said that I watched both these shows, it was kind of a tough sled because I had to watch both of these with the Japanese commentary. Oh. Uh, I hear that the English was available as of like yesterday. I watched the English. You great. did? Yeah. Okay. So, so no, my, my, my viewing experience <laughs> yes. was way different than yours. Yes, yeah, so it was. <laughs> and the way I watch stuff, especially like this, a lot of times is, you know, like I said, life is busy. It's hard to plunk yourself in front of the television and watch a two hour show without doing something else. Yeah. yeah. So the English commentary can kind of help you along. Right. You can be doing something and then kind of, perk up when you yeah, hear when something shit or whatever. goes down. I right. didn't have that luxury. So sure. The, and the Japanese commentary make every move sound like it's going to be a huge move. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was, they're constantly excited. It was tricky. And I wonder, I don't know if they're going to be three or four days behind on the English commentary from here on out, or uh, if maybe they get this thing squared away. 
because Kevin Kelly and that other guy were doing commentary for that stadium show, uh, struggle, whatever it was called. Um, they were doing that like zoom style. Like they're, they're not in Japan, but they were right. still able to provide live commentary. So yeah, come on, was, figure it out, man. It was Rocky and somebody. Oh, was it? Yeah. Nice. Let's see that there, there was probably Maybe, a hiccup. I, I don't think it was Kevin Kelly. It might've been, I don't know. Um, what else did you watch your, uh, the ROH pure, uh, I've heard tournament. nothing but good things. Dude. Yeah. Run. Don't walk. I have not seen a bit of it. I've, how are you watching it? I, it's on, um, Hulu. <clears throat> okay. It's like, um, like I, on demand on Hulu, you think maybe, uh, I think, think it's I just on like, it? yeah, I just got it on like our local Fox. Okay. 47. Or I'll have to look maybe. into that. Yeah. That shit. Whole, it's so good to see ROH back and yeah, there's not a crowd, but their rules in this pure tournament <clears throat> makes you not, you don't need a crowd at all. Cause I read every, a graph. I saw a graphic with the rules laid out and it was fucking like awesome. Three rope breaks after that. There's no save. Yeah. If anybody runs out to try to do interference, they're fired from the company. Yes. It's <laughs> awesome. That was like the last thing I saw. Yeah. I was like, and I, then like the first rounds, like, I think 15 minutes maybe. Yeah, and, and then it goes each time up. it keeps going. Yeah. So I've seen like uh Jay Lethal. Um who is it? There, there's a few different ones. I know Jonathan J Gresham's uh, in it. Jay Lethal versus Dalton Castle. Yeah. Nice. Gresham versus um God. It doesn't one, one of the, anyway, yeah. And then I think this week it's um I haven't seen this week's yet. It's a uh, Seidel versus Delirious and I don't know. Another one that's pretty good, but dude, dude watch that. I will. I definitely got to. I have a vacation coming up soon. It's like two weeks away, but still. Yeah, but still. Oh, it, it, sorry. It's Gresham versus this Yuta guy. I don't know that name. Y-U-T-A. Yuta? Yep, Yuta. And he's, hmm. uh, I guess he was trained by Drew Gulak. Oh, really? Uh, no he idea. looks like still the. No idea. He looks like the asshole in Die Hard um, that like flips on uh john mcclain like the the dick guy with the um the beard okay yep you know what i'm talking yep, about yep. and he's like on the phone with the the terrorists all of yep. a sudden like helping them yeah he looks like him hmm. <laughs> but that that match is fucking great so yeah roh is is back and I'm, I'm happy to see it um other than that i don't know uh nxt was pretty fun i was i was gonna tell you about the zaya lee was in a tag match yes and they lose and they're Gonna get some handshakes in there, and Zaya says, "Fuck that!" And yes, so I think she's gonna go. She's gonna get extra spicy. I hope so. She deserves better than what she's been getting. Um, Shotsky uh, got a match against uh, was it Shiri? Io Shirai? Shirai. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, also, for the title, yeah, Shotsky lost. Figures. What are you gonna do? Um, Tommaso versus Jake Atlas. They're setting that up. Well, I was that. When Tommaso like beat the holy hell out of him, he got carted out because I saw that, but I thought that was weeks ago. Yep, uh, they must be having like the doing it again. Or yeah, something. they must be doing it again. Weird. And then there's a women's battle royal this week, and then oh, nice some, for like a title shot. Do you think? Or yes, what? for okay, a title nice. shot. And then there's a new like gauntlet match with five people: Kushida, Cameron Grimes. To the moon. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, they just put a shirt up on the website. It's like Cameron I, Grimes. They start off two guys, and every couple of minutes, another guy enters, and then they can't leave till there's, you know, it's pin submission, and they go through the goddamn. Hmm. I like that better than like the raw gauntlet. It's just one. The one. best was that AEW gauntlet where they're ranked, 
and they come out in the order they're ranked. That makes the most Fucking goddamn a. sense I've ever Absolutely. heard. Um, quick rundown of the Clash of the Champions card. Tell me if any of this does any for you, anything for you. Asuka versus Zelina Vega, Raw Women's Championship. Now, I haven't watched much of the current product lately, so I don't She's, really know where this is going. Selena has been like flat out just running in and... and She's a wrestler now. She's like, um, she's great. She's great. They let her and, wrestle. And she's yeah. And she hasn't like, I think she's got to wrestle a match too, but she's coming in and, and messing up with us. Cause like screwing up her matches and shit. So I'm happy she's wrestling. You know, I was talking about Adam page before how he would always do that running shooting star. Yeah. Zelina Vega. Every match does that fucking hurricane run off the top. Mm-hmm. Every single match. Very true. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton, an ambulance match for the WWE championship. <laughs> Whatever. Why is it an ambulance match? Was there a reason? Um, because Drew got carted off in an ambulance and then he showed up in one the next week. Well, there you go. He's driving it. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's all the that's all the reason I need. <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns versus his cousin Jay Uso. For that the- might be fun. They they did a tag match on SmackDown and then um like they're all happy like like Jay picked up the belt but like gave it to Roman right away. He's like, this is awesome, cuz. And then. Roman's like, yeah, this is awesome. And Give then, me my belt. Then Jay, like, just, no, he gave him. And then okay. he, but then as soon as he left, like, he just went, stared daggers at him, like, as he left. So I was gotcha. Like, yeah. and it's I'm sure fun. it'll be good. Yeah. That's for the universal title. Bailey versus Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship. You think Sasha comes back and somehow fucks Bailey? I or think. I just feel like that, I don't think they're going to take the belt off of Bailey because I think that Sasha Bailey feud would be for the belt and it was weird as on actually they don't need it on friday night like nikki and alexa were like buds again really yeah and then she did that thing again where she like zones out yeah and she's someone's talking to her and she went over and um gave sister abigail to lana or lacey evans or somebody i don't know Hmm. something's up with her she's (laughs) she's she's got a spell on her yeah she does uh blister abigail (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus the Riot Squad. Yeah. Cesaro Nakamura versus Lucha House Party. <laughs> Here we go though. Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn ladder match That'll for the IC fun. title. That's that, going to be good. That's a hot match. You think Hardy still walks away with it? Mm, I'd say give it back to Zayn. I just uh, guy's been away for I don't it's know. It's weird cuz I just don't know. I haven't been watching in this lead up so like the I can't read the tea leaves on this one. On any of these, really. Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel. Which I don't know why they're still tagging. They, like, break up every week. Oh, I didn't <laughs> even know that. Oh, yeah. Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews. United oh, States Championship. again? <laughs> I know. This, this card kind of sucks. You know, it won't suck. Our show next week. That's when we right. bring it to you. Episode 28, Dork Side of the Ring. It's going to drop next Wednesday. You guys should be there for it. Oh, one last uh, announcement. We may have a guest next week. Really? Yep. Do you want to tease it? or? Sure. He would uh, He would say, well, he just told me he's in uh, your beautiful cunts. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, no. <laughs> I know who that is. I love it. All right. Well, hopefully we'll bring him that. Follow us on Twitter and the Instagram at dorksideotr. And yeah, we'll drop another episode next week like we do every week. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. Bigger than Jesus and bigger than wrestling. Bigger than the Beatles and bigger than breast implants. Yeah. Yeah.
bigger than Jesus, and bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes, 